RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Thursday morning is Perigo's Perspective Morning. And Lindsay, I was thinking, because this is the week of 9-11, I was wondering a day or two ago, I was thinking, well, I wonder what Lindsay makes of 9-11, if it was registering at all. Because um, I mentioned on um, RCR the other morning, on the morning of the um, 11th of September, that uh, I remember Hewitt Humphrey on RNZ. I remember waking up to him on Morning Report on that day and him telling me about it. And who better? Yeah, wow. And I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, wait on, am I awake? Is this a dream? Yes, am I actually yes, hearing this? Yes, yes. Yeah, anyway. But you know, the one thing I'll be mentioning in my script this morning is that this is the first year in which an American president, in this case an illegitimate American president, has not only refused to attend any commemoration addresses, on 9-11, or ceremony, should I say, but went overseas to a communist country where he promptly proceeded to fall asleep. And we'll have <laughs> the, the audio of that at the end of my delivery. Well, is that but snoring? There was, there, was, there was good news during the week, which was that Novax became world number one again. He won the US Open, having not even been allowed to play last year. Yeah, that guy is a hero, i got to say. He, he is really a hero. is, yes. So he's number one. I believe he's now officially a GOAT, greatest of all time. He's won oh, a goat. Oh. the greatest single number of Grand Slams or however it is that one qualifies for that title. He's done it. So, yes, what a hero. The Lord moves in certain ways. <laughs> all right, but uh, I suspect that uh, Perigo's perspective is going to be a little more close to home. So, Lindsay, as always, that big floor belongs to you. Closer to home to begin with, I tuned into a boisterous debate among party candidates for Northland the other night. Part of a series organised by the Taxpayers' Union and moderated by Bomber Bradbury and Damien Grant of the Working Group podcast, good on them all for putting it on. Before the debate began, the Taxpayers' Union presented the results of a poll it had conducted in the electorate, showing a huge swing away from Labour, who currently hold the seat, to National. Other nationwide polls recently have, of course, shown the same thing. So it's quite clear, I think, we're about to get rid of the worst, most tyrannical government in our history, and that will be a great relief. But it will be no occasion for freedom lovers to stand down. Luxon and Seymour are globalists, just like Jacinda Jackboot. Soros and Schwab and the World Health Organization and the United Nations, and all the rest, will be calling the shots just as they do now. The march toward full-blown tyranny will continue apace if freedom lovers don't maintain the fighting spirit they displayed at Parliament when no politician would speak to them. None of those politicians should be re-elected, but many of them will be. In a debate that focused heavily on potholes, it was encouraging to hear Matt King from Democracy NZ 
talk about freedom and national sovereignty. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's lovely to be here. I see very many familiar faces. Um, I want to be your your MP for Northland. I was your MP for a term. It was the proudest moment. I see a lot of things that we need in Northland. Obviously, roading's a big deal, but for me, we formed the basis of our party on freedom to choose and freedom and rights and our basic human rights, the Bill of Rights. We also are pushing back on for farmers because we don't believe that climate change catastrophe narrative that this government and even national seem to be going along with, so we're going to fight back. But for me, um, for me, it's about family, it's about freedom, it's about farming. Our poll, we did a poll with the same company a few weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we were 13% behind um, Grant as the leader. We were 13% behind. So I can't understand why, with, with that poll result, we are right in the race. And I say to you this, you can party vote the party you want, because I want to change a government. Uh, this, is the, this is my goal as well, get a change of government with the worst government we've ever had. But you party vote for the party you want. There's no downside to giving me the candidate vote. I will be your MP and I'll work proudly for you. Thank you. Matt King later pushed back against Bomber Bradbury's accusations of being a conspiracy theorist. Um, Bomber, why do you keep mentioning the word conspiracy all the time? You're just trying well, to drive an agenda. Just because I read your website and it fucking looks yeah, like you're it. You're driving really an agenda. You're, trying to, you're, you're doing it typically what media do. Okay, so what I say to this, what happened in the last three years with COVID happened in a whole lot of countries around the world in lockstep. The same words were used, the same... Um, the, the, the traffic light system, the same lockdowns, the same stuff. And it was wrong, and it'll be proven to be wrong. And the World Health Organization is coming out with a, um, with a plan, uh, pandemic plan, right, in 2024 to be ratified, which will take away our country's sovereignty and rights to do what we want to do in our country. And I think that's very, very dangerous. So I say what we do as Kiwis, as our politicians, as our rulers... We do what's right for Kiwis in this country. To hell with what the overseas organisations that are run by a lot of rich people um, do. So that's, that's what we're about. Of course, potholes matter. In Northland, they're apparently ubiquitous. They must be fixed. But so too must totalitarianism. New Zealand First's Shane Jones had some great lines about climate catastrophists, and the people I call woke fascists. Our motivation is to challenge and get rid of wokemania. Yeah. We will not be committing to the brand new treaty being negotiated furtively at the WHO, WHO without the informed consent of Kiwis and their legislators. Neither do we want to see a continuation of the spread and destructive divisiveness associated with the United Declaration of Indigenous Rights signed by John Key, the ACT Party, and the Māori Party. That's why our party is not going to tolerate the unmandated spread of united global perspectives thwarting local democracy. Perhaps the best line of the evening was Damien Grant's when he suggested that one helpful way to reduce stratospheric government spending would be to abolish the Human Rights Commission. If I lived in Northland, I think I'd be inclined to vote for Matt King in the constituency vote and give my party vote to New Zealand first, since Shane Jones knows what a woman is. Someone who doesn't know what day it is is Joe Biden. 
bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, who went to communist Vietnam and became the first president since 9-11 not to visit one of the attack sites on the anniversary, and the first president ever to have his mic cut off by his staff. Nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, we talked. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You come with me. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Beijing Biden's puppeteers are leading the land of the free toward tyranny just as surely as here. Perhaps it'll be over to us now. CR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.